0: Father, I thank you that this is the day that you made and we will celebrate, we will rejoice, we will give you honor and praise. You are the keeper of our heart. Lord, you are our keeper, our stronghold, our safe place. And Lord, we run into you. And thank you, Lord, for your great salvation. Lord, we bless you in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful God. Ben, have we got a, a... Praise God. All good. Our, our team does such a great job up the back. Can we just give our, our live stream team a round of applause? We are just so thankful for what you do. And Rodney, we're just so thankful for you and our amazing sound team. They just do so much. Absolutely wonderful. Well, praise the Lord. I might need, if you could just pass, Mandy, my phone's in there. I'll use, I'll use this. Shaka Basanda. We have to use a timer because they take a sound bite out of my message to put on television around the world, um, which is great. It doesn't limit me to a time, but if I can help them by landing it at a certain time, then I can keep going. Then they don't have to do as much editing. So that's what that's about. Hallelujah. So uh, Ben, we don't have it. Oh, we do. Look, you clever man. Well done. Praise the Lord. Well, I was so blessed tonight. In worship, we were singing spontaneously. I think Aaron was singing, um, because he didn't know all the words. (laughs) (laughs) He was spontaneously singing, I've got a river of life that flows out from me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors sets the captives free. I've got a river of life that flows out from me. Spring up a well. And they don't know, but tonight the the scripture I wanna uh, begin to share from is in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Says this, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. This is the Holy Spirit wanting to speak to our heart. Out of our heart, out of our bellies flow rivers of life. It's the genuine, it's the river that flows from the throne of God. We, the temple of the Holy Spirit, have coming out of us the river of life. It is glorious. It's beautiful. But the Word of God tells us, Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of your heart, your mouth will speak. Out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. So we've gotta be really careful that we guard our hearts and our minds. We have been delivered as believers out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's beautiful, that's the garden of our heart. Righteousness, peace, and joy. It's the place where you and I are called to live, not when we die, but now, having died to ourselves through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, having reckoned ourselves dead, not, and, and that's not done by our efforts or by our righteousness, self-righteousness. It's actually identifying with the fact, thank you, God, it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. It's not some state of, nirvana that we achieve. Finally, I'm at the place where I've died to myself. I, for years as a, as a young Christian, I was trying to die to myself and it was just not working. I thought maybe passionate people die harder. But actually, it's not about you achieving, killing your flesh. Martin Luther tried to do that. He'd go out into the snow and stand there till he was nearly frozen and his brother monks would have to drag him inside and he'd say, no, it's not dead yet. And he until he finally got a revelation that it was justification by faith hallelujah, that set him free and and brought about uh, this glorious reformation. And this truth of knowing, praise God, I'm crucified with him. It's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Is a beautiful place that means that every day when you wake up, you can say and declare from the moment you give your heart to Christ, thank you, Lord, today, It's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. I am now the righteousness of God by faith. So in faith today, I choose to walk in righteousness. In faith today, I choose to receive what I can have no part in earning, and I choose to put my faith in the fact that God is better than I feel like I deserve, hallelujah. And he is every day. Tom and I had the joy of having a a few days holiday we were up in the Northern Territory in Darwin, ministering at Glory City, Darwin for the weekend, and that was just wonderful. And then we had three days where we drove out to Kakadu National Park, just Tom and I, and had three days exploring and seeing all the crocodiles and uh, things in the wild. It's a wild place there, wow. But you know, um, it was it, we were busy because you'd have to drive several hours to get to this place or to that place. We had fun, we'd listen to the audio Bible in the car, and we'd get up in the morning, and, but I was out of my usual routine. So we'd wake up, we'd get up, we'd go and have breakfast, we'd have a, a little devotion together, and then we'd be in the car and we'd be off for the day, driving, and I didn't have my you know, extended prayer times alone that I would normally have, uh, because we're in the same hotel room and we just were up and going. And so when I came home uh, last night and then I went to pray today, for a moment in my heart there was a little feeling like, oh, I haven't been, I haven't been closely talking to the Lord, I haven't been, in that place, and for a moment, a lie tried to come in that, you, well, you might not just be able to just jump in and hear his voice like you normally do. Has anyone ever had these sort of thoughts? And it's, it's triggered by a guilt, like I should have, I should really have spent more time in prayer. And I should have, praised the Lord. <laughs> but with, I had a lovely time with my husband. We, had, we were thinking about the Lord all day long But you know what, when I went to pray, the Lord spoke to me. He said, just call out my name and I'm right here for you. And I could hear his voice and I was again overwhelmed by the kindness of God, this amazing, wonderful, kind God. But we as a people need so much to guard our hearts with diligence, we have to guard this beautiful place of righteousness, peace and joy. You know, one of the things I admire the most about Jesus, and I mean, looking at his life, whoa, oh, it's so wonderful. Our wonderful Jesus who would look at people and love them. Whoa, oh, it's my, about my favorite verse in the Bible. He looked at him, the rich young ruler, and loved him. That's my, that's my goal in life, is for people to be experiencing the love of God just by a look, hooray. But you know, one of the things I really love about the life of Jesus is His life was filled with drama, actually. All around him, all through his ministry, every day there was something. There were Pharisees plotting to kill him. I mean, this wasn't mild Facebook abuse. They were genuinely plotting to kill him. They were twisting his words. His own most trusted circle among them was someone who was plotting to have him betrayed and handed over to those who wanted to kill him. He was having um, the ones that he came to give his life for, rejecting him and walking away. And yet, with his sensitive, soft heart that he had, he never had a day where he had to just take some time out to recover from the drama and the difficult things. And I look at that and I just think, wow, Jesus knew how to live in righteousness, peace, and joy with absolute intention. He was the Prince of Peace. Now, I'm not saying it's not a good thing to take time out every now and then, but. For me, I, I understand and I, I look at that and think, wow God, wow God, look at how you were able to intentionally maintain the vision. You were able to stay on track. Uh, it was foreshadowed in David's life when David's big brother Eliah was giving him a hard time about where have you left those few sheep in the wilderness when David was coming down and talking about who gets to take out Goliath. And David answered and said, is there not a cause? And then just turned and kept talking about what happens for the guy that gets to take out Goliath. And and that attitude of not being drawn into the arguments and the drama, but that ability to be able to stay focused, stay in peace, stay in joy is something that Jesus modeled perfectly. And this... Garden of our heart and our mind is something we need, we need to discipline ourselves to do. Because the enemy comes all the time to steal, kill, and destroy. And look, this is a constant battle that we have to do. Uh, Maybe more so for, for some than for others. For me, I am like, I'm super sensitive. I feel everything I'm feeling and everything you're feeling all at once, you know? It's like, I. But, but I, it, it can be a weakness if I'm not careful, and if I don't guard my heart, I, I can easily get caught up with thinking about things and, and let these things start to camp in the garden of my heart and take away my peace and my joy. The, uh, last week, um, I, when I was in Darwin, I, I got a text message from someone that, you know, was not very nice, um, praise the Lord. And Tom was able to sort of, okay, we'll just let that go. And I just tried to let it go, and just held onto it for a little bit, and just talked about it for a little while, and let it go, and then talked about it a little bit more, and, and then I go, costume you my cares? And then I woke up next morning, and I'm thinking about it again. And I went to have my prayer time with the Lord, And I heard the Lord speak to me as I was just, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And I heard him him speak to me, but it was through a secular song. Now, if that upsets you, let me tell you, God can speak through anything to draw you to a biblical truth. So often he'll use, he'll use anything that will relate to you personally to help you, remind you of a biblical truth. Anyway, this song in particular, this was a a James Taylor song. Uh, I grew up, when I was growing up, my mum would only ever play um, Dolly Parton and The Carpenters and Keith Green, and my stepdad would only play Cat Stevens and James Taylor, so I knew these songs really well, and actually, At Expo 88, when I was a teenager, there was a James Taylor concert, and my husband, who was not yet my husband, held my hand for the first time. (laughs) So, I quite like, I quite like James Taylor. Anyway, (laughs) I was having my quiet time, hadn't thought about this for so long, and suddenly I hear a... A bridge from a song. Ain't it good to know that you've got a friend when people can be so cold? They'll hurt you, yes, and desert you. And they'll take your soul if you let them. Oh, but don't you let them. You just call out my name. And, and I began to realize, praise the Lord, God was speaking to me. You might think, well, what's that? Well, this line, and they'll take your soul if you let them, but don't you let them, was something I felt the Lord really speaking to me about. He was saying that circumstances and situations are things that the enemy will jump on and ride on to actually encroach on the garden of your soul, and they will take from you the garden of peace and joy, righteousness, if you let them. But don't you let them. And I felt, oh God, thank you, Jesus. He was speaking directly into my circumstance. And you know, God daily has a rhema word for you. That, that scripture you go, that's not scripture, what's this? That, that's this, Proverbs chapter four. Guard your heart, that's your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, with all diligence. Don't you let them, for out of it will flow the wellsprings of life. You see, when my heart is filled with mm, drama, think about the drama and the person, what, what, what do you think about this? Then out of my mouth, is gonna come. If you just take just a minute to go a little deeper, that's probably what you'll find. So I need to guard my heart, because I want out of my mouth to come the wellsprings of life. I want my mouth to be filled with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The song goes on. Winter, spring, summer or fall, all you have to do is call, and I'll be there, you've got a friend. And you know, the heart of God is for us to recognize he's there to be our friend. Even if you think you've offended him because you haven't spent enough time with him, he says, Winter, spring, summer, or fall, all you have to do is call, and he'll be there. He'll come running because that's who he is, hallelujah. The heart of Jesus is that we would recognize that his desire for friendship with us is stronger than ours, that his love for us is far stronger than ours, that his grace and his kindness is far better than you have yet understood, asked, or even imagined. God's not there judging your performance to see whether or not he will give you his love. If you will ask, he will, he will give it. Ask and you will receive, seek and you will find. But we get it in our heads sometimes that, well, oh, he's probably a bit more like us where we, if we've been offended or if we've been rejected or if we've been someone's distanced themselves emotionally from us for a little while, well, and then they come back in, you, you just sort of want to you know, ease back into the relationship rather than just be all in, because we have a way of wanting to punish people a little bit, or at least let them know, hey, I remember that you weren't as friendly as you could have been, or I remember that you haven't spoken to me, or you haven't taken time, but God doesn't. He doesn't treat us like that. He looks at us, he, the moment we turn to him. The moment we say, that was wrong, sorry, God, he doesn't even remember it anymore. And he's there going, winter, spring, summer or fall. He's there saying, when you're down and troubled and you need some love and care and nothing, nothing is going right. Keep your head together and call my name out loud, and soon you'll hear me knocking at your door. You just call out my name, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running to see you again. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you have to do is call, and I'll be there. You've got a friend, hallelujah. You know, your father is waiting. Every day he's waiting. And the moment you take a little step, you say, here I am, daddy. I'm calling on your name. He is the father of the prodigal son. To you, having been saved, however long you've been saved, he doesn't reserve his prodigal son moment for the, only for when you first get saved. Jesus told the story of the prodigal son and the father running towards him, wrapping his arms around him, kissing him, giving him a robe and a ring and a party. Jesus didn't say this is what the Father is like when you first get saved or when you first come back to the Lord. He said, this is what my Father is like. This is who he is all the time. Winter, spring, summer or fall. All the time he is ready to run towards you. And you know what, that revelation has just changed my life when I was a young woman. I, I, would, I was a worship leader, and inevitably, I also would conduct the choir and, and lead the singers, and inevitably there would be something that would happen just before I had to get up on the platform. Someone would say something, something would happen, some issue. someone was angry about something. And, I'd get up on the platform to lead people in worship. And I was still like, oh God, I don't know if I've processed this properly with you. And I'm like, I don't know. know. it take about the first three songs to get my own heart, right? And then feel really condemned because I'm supposed to be leading everybody else in worship. But you know, it didn't take very long for the Holy Spirit to help me recognize that he isn't limited by my circumstances, but in fact, that I have power to guard my heart with all diligence. It doesn't mean that I will stop offenses coming. Offenses will come. I've had many times where I've had to just get up and preach And just before I've had to get up and preach, something terrible would have have happened. Some devastating news would have come. But I've had to learn to guard my heart. That is not to pretend like it didn't happen, but to release it to the Lord and say, thank you, Father. That circumstance is not allowed to steal the righteousness, peace, and joy that you've called me to live in. I remember getting Absolutely devastating news Um, many years ago about my eldest daughter. She she was having some trouble and she'd run away from home, and it was devastating. I was ready just to give up all ministry. And I remember that night seeking the Lord because coming up, I had a conference with um, Benny Johnson and others, and. And I was just gonna drop everything and just forget everything because I thought, well, if I can't look after my own house, how am I qualified to even, oh God, I'm just giving it all up. And I I dropped to my knees, I prayed, I worshiped, I I sought the Lord and he spoke to me so clearly. And he led to me to the story of where Jesus heard the bad news about John the Baptist being beheaded. Do you know this story? And it says that Jesus went to withdraw after he heard the news. He went to go up the mountain and just be alone with God. It would have been devastating news. This is the one person on the planet who actually understood to at least a degree who he was. His his closest person, really, his cousin. And he went to withdraw, but then the Bible says, but he had compassion on the crowds and then he turned and he healed them. And he fed the 5,000. And you know, as, as I read this, I knew the Lord was telling me, Catherine, I want you just to keep going. I want you to have compassion on the people. I want you to feed the people. And I'm so glad I did. Because if I had just left everything, I would've, it would have been four years of nothing but depression and devastation. And it was in that four years that I saw the most growth in our church and our ministry that I'd ever seen. And that weekend, I actually met one of the, my most treasured friends, uh, Izzy DiGizzini, who was leading worship that weekend. And I look at it and think, Lord, you are so much smarter than we are. See, the heart of God is for us not to be dictated to by God the circumstances or the drama, or the things that might happen to us, or the the messages people might send, or the things that people might say, or the, the betrayals, the hurts, the wounds. The Bible tells us offenses will come. It's just the way it is. In this world, we will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world, the Bible says. And that Overcoming is not just his overcoming, it's your victory too. Which means that when trouble comes, you can remind yourself, he has overcome. Therefore, it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Therefore, I have overcome and I don't have to live with this. I don't have to allow this to camp in my garden for even a moment, hallelujah. I can talk to the Lord about it, I can bring it to him, I can cast my cares on him, and then I can be vigilant and diligent to guard my heart with all diligence. When the thought comes and the enemy wants to take me down the track, of replaying the offense or thinking about it, I can say, no, thank God I've overcome because Jesus has overcome and this is my garden, this is my heart, and I have been given the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy, and drama, offense, worry, stress, I'm not gonna let you. Don't you let them. They'll take your soul if you let them. But don't you let them. Jesus wants you to guard your heart. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and help you to guard the screen of your mind. Guard the garden of your heart. Use your will and give him the power to take your will and use it to say no. I'm not gonna let you take me down that path. I'm not gonna let you fill my heart with stress and fear and worry and regret and annoyance and frustration. No, hallelujah. I'm gonna gonna choose to lay hold of the victory of God to fight the good fight of faith and to, to live in this place where I'm gonna guard the garden of my heart. Righteousness, peace, and joy. When you're used to living with drama, peace is a really foreign thing. To actually have peace, like not to have buzzing around in your brain or in your heart, worry, stress, anxiety. This isn't a gift for people who don't have any troubles there isn't a such a person alive. You might think there is, but there isn't. In this world, we have trouble. But let me help you. The Holy Spirit wants you to live in supernatural freedom, supernatural peace, supernatural joy. They'll try to camp and squat in your garden, but don't you let them. You just call out his name. He will remind you of the truth of who you are, that he is for you. Who can? be against you, he'll remind you of the word of God that you can speak it and decree it. You make all things work together for my good Lord. I will put my trust in you for you are my strong tower, my shield, my redeemer and today you are my savior, the one who saves me out of all my troubles and you are the one who is the king of the kingdom, the kingdom of God, your kingdom come. Righteousness, peace, and joy today in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. praise the Lord. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you have to do is call, and I'll be there. You've got a friend. Hallelujah, he wants to be your friend. He wants so much to be your friend. You know, I can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in the room right now. And the heart of God is for every one of us to recognize the truth about him. The enemy tries so hard to lie to us. He tries so hard to give us a hard time and to, to make us, um believe that somehow he is not happy with you and you probably can't approach him. That is the lie of the enemy. Jesus has made a way that the veil has been torn and that you and I can boldly approach the throne of grace and receive mercy and grace in the time of need. And my time of need is all the time. Hallelujah. And Actually, so is yours. (laughs) If you're here tonight and you know in your heart you aren't walking with the Lord, you're missing out on the most beautiful friendship, the most incredible, the most incredible relationship you could ever dream of, of a security of knowing that No matter what happens, you have eternity with him. The security of knowing that you have made him your Lord, you have returned home to the stronghold. God wants every one of us to have that peace. There is no peace without the Prince of Peace. A lot of people seek to find peace. They seek, maybe I could get peace through yoga or I could get peace through, Buddhism, or I could get peace through something. But you know, there is no peace without Jesus. He is our peace, who's broken down every wall. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. And so all it takes is for us to respond to him and say, Lord, I need you as my Savior. I need you as my Lord. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. If you're here today or you're watching online and you know in your heart you need to make, you need to make him your Lord, you wanna run to him and receive him as your Savior, this would be the most wonderful thing you could ever do. I'd love to pray with you. If that's you, would you just wave your hand at me? I'd love to be able to pray with you. If that's you, or if you're online, please let us know and someone will definitely pray for you. We'd love to be able to pray for you and and help you have that absolute assurance that you're saved, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He wants to to speak to your heart. Oh, Father, we give you glory. Oh, Lord, your beautiful, Your face is all I seek. we love you, Jesus, we love you. Lord, we give you worship, we give you praise, we give you glory. Lord, I thank you that you are, you are the great shepherd. Father, you are the one that is our savior. And Lord, I thank you that you rescue us out of every evil attack. God, that we can look to you for help. Lord, I pray for everyone watching, everyone listening. Lord, that you would give them such grace to be fully aware and fully awake this week, that they would walk in the freedom of guarding their hearts with all diligence. And Lord, I pray that out of their bodies, out of their minds, out of their mouths will flow rivers of living water Lord, that your grace, Lord, your overflow would flow out of their bellies, Lord, and that people would be impacted with the supernatural righteousness, peace, and joy that they are living from. Lord, I pray for sweet sleep, those that have been struggling with their sleep. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that evil attack over their sleep and I speak peace to them in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for supernatural peace. Lord, uh, where there's been cancer, I speak peace, peace of God now in the name of Jesus into your bodies. I speak peace to every cell in the name of Jesus. Someone's being healed of cancer right now. So Father, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Lord, those cells right now come into divine order, supernatural peace to those cells. Father, I thank you for your power and your glory. Someone else is being healed of a a stomach, whoa. (laughs) I'm just happy about that. A stomach ulcer, whoa, being healed now in the name of Jesus. Healed whole in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against them prospers. Thank you for that, Papa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Someone else Uh, has had some damage to the lining of their lungs. And Lord, right now I just release healing, I speak peace, healing, shalom, wholeness. Now be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you for wholeness, thank you for peace. Daddy, we give you glory.